0: So we're about three lines from the bottom of Dafir Chasum and Beis? We had brought in all the stories that you're mentioning, that you're referencing, because we were trying to, uh, Reb Chia was trying to dissuade Reb Yonasan from his kind of cavalier attitude to the dead. Reb Yonasan was walking through the cemetery and he, he was so unconcerned about quote the uh, the feelings of the dead that he was letting his tzitzis drag his of his tzitzis was dragging on the very headstone or the grave marker is probably more correct um, in this context and Reb Khiya told him off and said don't you realize that this is offensive to the mason to the dead so the Gemara says V'af, Reb we actually have some evidence that Reb Yonisan himself changed his tune on this issue what's the story he says, "How do Mason? How do the dead know? How do we know that the dead? Excuse me, talk to each other." So Moshe Rabbeinu is coming to the end of his life. And he really wants to go into Eretz Yisrael. And he's not ultimately granted permission to go into Eretz Yisrael, but he is granted permission to look down at the land of Israel and appreciate it and admire it. And that Khazbrahu tells him, This is the land. This is the land that I promised the um the forefathers, Avram and Kanya. So the Gomorrah says, My Lamar, what does it mean, Lamar? Saying Why is Hashem suddenly referencing his his statement, his words to the always to to our forefathers. <laughs> Please go and tell Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. My Shabbat is about to die. So so Kaddish Baruch Hu says, okay, when you, uh, when you cross the divide, maybe go find Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov and tell them, that the deal is done. That I gave your descendants the land of Israel. Because yeah, my Beinu ultimately is the person who uh, ensures that Kali Yisrael gets to the very last point before entering Eretz Yisrael. Yeshua Nun picks things up from the entry to Eretz Yisrael. So, the Gemara says as follows. If you think that they don't know, right? They don't. They don't have any interest in what's going on in this world. Who cares? This is very interesting. It took me. It took me. This. This is what I uh, got to the bottom of with the Israeli Magad Shir. The the Shita really throws in a line here, which kind of clarifies. Really, just a couple of words. She says, if the dead don't have any sensation. If they have no connection to... What he explains that is, do the dead have any connection to worldly events? If the dead don't have any connection to worldly events, you can tell them all you want, that good stuff or bad stuff is happening, but they don't care. It's not, it's not meaningful to them. The fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe Rabbeinu, tell the Avais, tell Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, oh, don't worry, the promise has been fulfilled, proves in and of itself that they've been worried. They're, they're sitting tapping their feet waiting for good news from this world. This, therefore, proves that um, they are overall paying attention. That they're paying attention. So the G'mon says, wait a second. Wait a second. So you know it's so fine. They're paying attention. They know what's up. What do you need, Moshe Rabbeinu, to tell you what news is going on in the world, if you know already? Because if they, if, if they know, they care. If we're saying they know and they care, so what does Moshe Rabbeinu have to bring them the story for? Well, why couldn't Hashem just tell them directly? <laughs> Exa- well, that's another good question. Um, but uh, the Gemara says, <laughs> It's an order for Moshe Abenu to get the recognition. Moshe Rabbeinu can get the recognition. He's, he's going to be able to say, I was the one who ensured that Kali So got as far as they got. Now, as I said to um someone else, you could make of that answer what you want it's not such a simple answer, but logically I do think that the conversation flows okay, I'm anybody who speaks, Rashi says, not just speaks, but says Rashi somebody who speaks uh, negatively of a dead person after he dies it's as if he's uh, dissing as the kids of yesterday said Um, He is putting down a rock. It's a little ineffective. It doesn't really do very much. Some say, why? They don't know. They have no idea. They're not paying attention. You can say whatever you want. It doesn't affect them. There's another take. Which is that they know, they're aware, they're following things, but they now have the perspective that enables them to say, okay, that person is insulting us, but we're really fine with that. Okay, it says the Gemara ain't, not so. It was one fellow who was uh, saying things after Shmuel's passing. And a beam fell from the ceiling and literally the, the, um, the, the de means the, the wallet or the pouch, the bag of his brain. The, uh, the membrane surrounding the brain, the the, the, um, the this falling beam struck this unfortunate, foolish man and pierced the membrane of his brain. That sounds like an all-around negative outcome. Although it is a very oddly specific description of what happened there. Ah, so the Gemara says, <laughs> It's not that Shmuel cared. It's that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right? Shmuel wasn't striking the man. HaKadosh Baruch Hu cares about uh, the honor of Torah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want people talking that way about Torah scholars. And therefore, this fellow was punished for his disrespect to Shmuel after his death. Av'an Bishu'a Levi. says, Kol Hamis b'gehenem. Anybody who, again, speaks when we say tells stories, Misapir, someone must tell stories. Someone who tells negative, gossipy tales about a Talmud Chacham after his passing, Neifel Gehenim is sure to fall into Gehennim. Shneimar, very interesting reference. The pasuk in Tehillim says, "He Hashem That's one Pasik. Hashem do good to good people, and Hashem is poorly of So those who uh, who uh, derange their paths? Those who disorder their paths. In other words, the path uh, the, the, they um, they should be led by Hakadosh Baruch Hu with the evildoers, In other words, to Gehenna. So Rashi explains that it's a reference because of the previous pasuk which referenced that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is the good things for good people. What that ultimately refers to is somebody who uh, attempts to to uh, Taint the legacy of a good person by being mata kalkaliso by uh, taking his failures and emphasizing them and weighing fa- the narrative more towards the failures of the person. Right? We're not talking about uh, slander. We're talking about the real, the re- the actual failings of the Talmud HaKham. Actual failings of the Talmud but, a, but the person who decides to make that his whole life to talk about the failings of Talmid who are gone uh, is going to pay the price. Okay, right? The Gemara says, Shalom al Yisrael Hashem The Apostle ends, "Shalom al Yisrael, peace on Israel." Says the Gemara, even when things are fine, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to exact his payment <coughs> for this behavior. Tana the baby the Tana of Rabishmal's house. They are they learned, I should say, in Rabishmal's house. Imra Tamun al a very famous statement of Chazal If you see a Talmud doing an Aveira at night, then by the next day you should already not suspect him of anything. Shema Tshuva perhaps he did Shuva. says we want sal salkadaita. that's not gonna cut it. Shema Tshuva everyone may be the tshuva what's so special about this he also may be the tshuva the thinking is such a learned righteous man you saw him drop the ball last night that by by this morning already no doubt he has done tshuva so the meiri comments on this line of gemara and says you know you don't really get to claim this one for yourself until you publicly acknowledge as a Tamil Chachem until you publicly acknowledge you're wrongdoing, Which is very funny. It really changes. No, the Miri is not comfortable with there being some kind of carte blanche for people to say, well, I'm a Tamil after all, so I don't ha- I don't even have to justify, I don't have to explain myself, uh, you have to assume I did show. The Miri says, no, you've got to explain yourself. You owe an explanation to the public and you need to make a public demonstration showing that you are not continuing to sin in the fashion you sinned before. Um, that brings to mind that there was a, I don't know if anyone remembers this, about f- 14 or 15 years ago there was a prominent Rebbe who ended up doing some jail time because there was some funny business going on in his Hasidus' nonprofit uh, and the way they did their books. Mm-hmm. And to his everlasting credit he got up at I think it the Aguda convention before he went uh, before he went in to, to jail and he gave a whole speech and he said hey you know we really did the wrong thing and we should all think about not doing this anymore and like he, I, remember, I was quite young but I said oh well, you know it's good thing good of him to do that and he I really I, I still every time I think of this particular man I give him everlasting credit because like he he got up he's like oh you know hey don't cheat on your taxes everyone <laughs> and he's like okay all right do don't get caught that's a different thing anyway so that's an example but that's only because like the meiri he got up and told us very publicly that he wouldn't be doing anything like that anymore now the gemara introduces another exception. Now, if you look at this exception, so, uh, it really kind of sharpens the point, Uh, says the Gemara, that's only, you know, you see him, he's eating some chazer, so in the next morning you say, okay, I am sure that the Talmud Chachamai now has thoroughly regretted his decision to eat chazer. But when it comes to monetary matters, you shouldn't restore him to his former place of esteem until he pays back the money he owes. Does that apply to this rabbi? Uh, I would imagine. Okay. I think he did. Right. Now, from Bishu'a ben Levi. Rabbi Bishu'a ben Levi says, B'chaf daled makoimais beis din al-kavoyed haraf. In 24 instances, uh, beis din, in other words, chazal, were Menade al Kavoid haraf they, um, they institute, they, they, uh, what's the word? Interdicted somebody for, uh, for violations of Kavod HaRav, for violating Kavod HaTayr. The Kulan Shaninu. Huh? Or excommunicates. He also translates. I don't, I, I, I don't like either of those mm. uh, translations, and I'll tell you why. I think that in the classical milieu, to translate some, the word uh, anything is ostracized um, without invoking um, Sparta or Athens uh, is a little off the mark, And because ostracization has a meaning in the classical context. It doesn't just mean we're not nice to him anymore, it means he's formally ostracized. Um, And I don't love excommunication because then how do you translate cherem? Nidu and chayim are technically two different things, <clears throat> but it's not wrong. Excommunication, ex- is anachronistic. Excommunication is not wrong. Um, but anyway, I don't just throw out of bed and tell you guys things. <laughs> I think Nidu is, you know, is awfully excommunication. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's. Not that far. From it's right? a f- yeah. It's not. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. I just don't know. My only problem is how we're going to translate chayim. So yeah. I try to come up with a different work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so, so, um, so. Anyway, this and all of them are in our Mishnah. In other words, in our system of Mishnah, in our known Mishnah, we, um, we mention all these cases. So that's quite a khirish, Twenty-four places. <speaking in Hebrew> Amalei Rbelazer hecha. Rbelazer says right away, "What are you talking about? Twenty-four places." Amalei <speaking in Hebrew> l'chitishka. How about you, young man? Go and find them instead of asking me where they are, because shame on you that you don't know where they are. So, no fact. He gets to work. duck So, he carefully combs through his Mishnah knowledge, and he comes up with telas, with three. A little short of the total. Yeah, a little short of the desired total. So, as follows. Here are the three. Here are the three. HaMezauzel um, Benetilat the first one is HaMizalzul M'tilas Y'tayim Somebody who's disrespectful to M'tilas Y'tayim VeHamizaparach HaMitasan Sh'talmidei Chacham And someone who speaks ill of Tlamidei Chacham after their death And VeHamigizda TeKlapimah Which literally means He who stirs up his opinions toward heaven We're going to elaborate on all of this HaMizaparach HaMitasan Sh'talmidei Chacham What is that case? What's the story of somebody who speaks ill of Tlamidei Chacham after their death? It's not I'll tell you It's a Mishnah in Adias who This is Akavia. Akavia used to say, "Ein <laughs> mashkin We do not give me sota. We don't give sota waters to a giyiris to a convert or a mishukharis to a freed uh, slave woman, because in that parsha it says, "Bnei Yisrael," and Bnei Yisrael he understands to me pratleishes gerb av mishukher to ex- to exclude people who were not born Jewish. In the parsha of Saita. so. They say to him, like this, They answer, You're not correct. We do give her meisaita, if the need arises. There was even a story with a Karchemis. Rashi says either she was from a, a place that was the shame Mekoyimai. I assume the place that Rashi is referring to is Karchemish. Karchemish is a place in Eretz Israel, Or Karchemis was her name. But anyway, Shammai and Avtalion gave her to drink of Meisaita. So, dugma and he says to them, dugma which, if I'm not mistaken, can be construed as they gave her a fake to drink. But what everyone explains is that, and I mean, from the purely linguistic perspective, but what everyone explains is that dumy means they were trying to. He was he was trying to implied to them that that she was like them because Shemaya of were gay they were converts so he was kind of trying to imply the reason they treated her like uh, as if she were a full-blown born member of Yisrael is that they themselves were our Assyrian converts and uh, it was obviously a very disrespectful way to refer to the non-jewish origins of these two great kadoms of time. Therefore, they promptly punished him. He was put in need. He was excommunicated, interdicted, and ostracized. And, um, in fact, he died in his state of excommunication. The saklu, based in, and the based in, stoned his, um, his coffin. Just to demonstrate just how displeased they were with the way he talked. So, that's case number one. someone who is disrespectful when it comes to Nathilas well, Yudayim. What's that? My heat? What kind of story is that? It? It's not. I'm review who the, the next Mishnah says. Can I, can I stop you just for a i I'm not understanding. Why was it improper mm-hmm. to give the woman convert the soto water? Well, there isn't a question per se as to whether it's improper. The question is, there, is it right or wrong? so akavia was of the opinion akavia whose name is not mentioned but who was the person who's talking in that previous statement um akavia uh, is of the opinion that you cannot that you're not supposed to give women who are not born jewish this out the water his um his compatriots say no you ought to and they try to prove it with a story where shemaya Neftalian did that mm-hmm. akavia says them you know, and in his answer, he hints, basically he says in hint fashion, you know, they're converts themselves. So, of course, they treated the convert woman as if she uh, was a full-blown um, native-born member of so mm-hmm. because they were converts themselves. Mm-hmm. So, that was a very disrespectful way to talk for two potential reasons. One, his insistence on referencing the non-Jewish origins of okay. these but another possibility is his suggestion that instead of uh, ruling in accordance with the correct halacha, they were doing some kind of ethnic funny business To protect themselves. Not even to protect so much as just uh, He's implying that, they were, that their sack was illegitimate. It just had to do with their, their personal identity and what they thought In other words, he was basically saying, oh, they did this for political reasons oh, okay. so, You know, that's not any way to talk about Shemayin of Time mm-hmm. So On that story um, Amr of Yehuda. It's impossible, Rabbi Yehuda says. I don't believe this story. It can't be true. Akavi ben Ma'alal says, he says He says about Akavi ben Ma'al, The doors of the Azar, the gates of the Azar, are never closed on someone as righteous and pure and sin free as Akavi ben Mahalal. Uh, in other words, the Kala would all gather in the Azara three times a year, and Akavi ben Ma'alala would be in there. And nonetheless, there would be no one more chashuv and more righteous than Akavi ben Ma'alala. He says it's totally out of character. There's no, Akavi ben Ma'alala would never spo- have spoken that way. I know Akavi ben Ma'alala. You're no Akavi ben Ma'alala. <laughs> so who then? Who then were they Minada? Who did they? Which word are we using now? Ostracized? as Elouzer ben Chanoich they picked on a fellow named Elouzer ben Chanoich the he spoke disrespectfully about the institution of Natilah Yodayn he said, eh, who needs to do that? that's not so important alright so he was disrespectful towards the Chachamim who instituted the Xaira of Natilah Yodayn and when he died, so they put him in Nidui, and when he died, they put a big old rock on his coffin. The purpose was to teach you that somebody who dies in a state of Nidui, his Aroin, his, the box in which he is placed when he dies. Is stoned, and if you're wondering why you have to rub it in, right? Why does the the fellow's box have to get stoned? Um, it's the the purpose of the nidui is to induce the person to do tshuva to return. So, it's gonna be hard. yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, as we need to, especially me- with the stone. Yeah, especially with the <laughs> stone, but we we need to we need to in other words the worst case scenario is in fact the person dying without having made peace with the rabbinic establishment so we really don't want that to happen so we have to really show our displeasure with somebody who fails to mend fences with the uh, with the mainstream okay so stirring up your opinions towards heaven My, what's this this is a little more lighthearted. It's not. Shalom bin Ben Shetach Hamagel. who's this uh, major Tana, sends a message to Chayni <laughs> Hamagel, and he says, Chayding, right? Tarach is Nadai. Who remembers Chayni Hamagel? Chayni Hamagel, Chayni the Circle Maker. He, in right. the Gemara and Tainas, he put his foot down and drew a not a line in the sand, but a circle in the sand, and said, Hakadosh Baruch if you don't send some rain right now, post haste then I am not leaving this circle. And rain begins to fall, and first it's too little rain, so Chayni says, not like that, and then it's too much rain, and Chayni says, not like that. And they go back and forth until finally he, they reach an acceptable level of rain. Shemim and not too pleased. That's not how this is supposed to work, you know? None of this miracle working in public, none of this telling God, I want this and I want that. That's not how we run our show, generally speaking. The So really... He sends a letter to Chayni, a message, he says, Really, you should have been placed in Nidui. You should have been excommunicated. le'chayni Were you not Khani? Right? Were you not Chayni, I would decree Nidui, I would excommunicate you. Aval what am I supposed to do? You just pour out your heart your heart, right? You um um uh, uh, you 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 chaper your father you you. I oh, have a great translation for chaper. Um, yeah, pester. Right ah pester that's a good one, right you you're like a son you're so you're like the, the little youngest son that pesters the father and gets whatever he wants, right. So in other words he, he kind of affectionately scolded him and he said you shouldn't have done that right. but what am I supposed to tell you already. Right, voice <laughs> does whatever you want right when Hashem does whatever someone wants like that we don't mess around it is a view that the Pusik says so that's pretty ends up being pretty complimentary but he makes it clear to him that you erred in your public behavior he says hold on, is that it? that's all that's all Elad can come up with the Tani Theodosius of Rome how do I know it was Theodosius of Rome? well it's very simple, the word, the letter Thov and the word chilem are pronounced and thus Theodosius of Rome, who's also a well, uh, relatively well-attested historical figure, major leader of the Jewish community in Rome. Um, <laughs> he had a great idea, Theodosius. Remember that the Roman Jewish community was pretty far from rabbinic center, so they kind of did their own thing a lot. So Theodosius Uh, figured like this. He said, you know, Pesach time is coming and we don't have the Beis HaMikdash. So I have an idea. How about we roast some goats and eat them whole? Not, well, I should say roast some whole goats and eat them. And that'll kind of remind us of Korban Pesach. And he figured doing goats specifically instead of lambs would probably help make a, a, a bit of a dividing line between what he was doing, so it wouldn't look like he was bringing a carbon out, outside Eretz Yisrael, but the Chacham were displeased. Were you not, so you're not Theodosius, I would be pretty, I would excommunicate you. Because you're creating the impression that you are feeding Kalal Yisrael outside the Beis HaMikdash. Okay, why, what, what was so special about Theodosius? He wasn't like Chayni. So, the uh, Mepharshim explained that he was very important, he was very prominent, and it would have been a very bi- bad blow um, for the community in Rome um, to uh, lose their leader like that. So, he wasn't maybe so learned, he wasn't like Chem but Shimon Ben Shattach realized that he too should not be excommunicated, but he wanted him to know he'd done wrong. Now, the Gemara says the answer, the reason we didn't bring that is, Mishnah Karmidan, Paul Levi referenced the Mishnah. And this is a b'raisa. You're right, but this is a b'raisa. Okay. So you can really not find any more m'shna'is. Isn't there the infamous case of the Tanr Shalachnoi? If you have an earthenware uh, oven, like these little portable ovens they would use, that you had to destroy because... It became tamay, and that's the halacha. If you need, if you have an earthenware vessel that becomes tamay, you got to smash it. And the way you chose to smash it was in a very efficient fashion. You sawed it, basically, into three pieces like a wedding cake, right? And then you filled in the gaps with some sand, with some wet sand. And you kind of made this uh, half earthenware, half dirt uh, <laughs> article. So Rev. Eliezer was, excuse me, um... Not, uh, yeah, Vileza was, under the, was was of the opinion that once you did that, it didn't have the status of an earthenware vessel anymore and it could never become Tameh again. The Chacham disagreed with him. So, you cut it into into uh, layers and then you put sand in between each one. The Chacham says it's tar forever. The Chacham say, no, it can be Tameh. This is the Tano of Achnoi, which seems to have been the name of this vessel, but mayachnoi. The Gemara says a little play on words. I'm here the marshmuhl. They surrounded him with halachis. They they bombarded him with um, with halachic arguments like a viper, right? Like a snake. They, he was completely surrounded by. He was in, he was totally wrapped up by the snake. And they said that this. Excuse me. I jumped down. oh no, that's where I want to be. And with uh, you're correct, mm. and they don't teach Tikkun yeshivas With mm. um, <laughs> Timu, and they um, and they rendered him tame. They rendered, excuse me, it tame in cases where it comes to contact with Tuma. Vitanya and the Brizer comments. They took all the taharos that Rebbe Lezer was mitahar, everything Rebbe Lezer declared to be tahar. now Rashi clarifies that doesn't mean everything he ever declared to be tahar. It just seems vindictive, but rather the Rebbe Lezer was publicly and consistently ruling in cases like this, which are apparently fairly common, that the taharos which were processed with this oven were tahar. And the Chacham wanted to very publicly stop that. So they said, everyone who got told that their Tanr Shalach stuff is Tahar should bring it here. Ve'asarful, when they burnt them in front of him, in order to really make the point. Le'bassayf at the end, they blessed him, quote unquote, which means that they ostracized, excommunicated, and interdicted him. So, the Gemara says, uh, excuse me, uh, so the Gemara says, the Gemara says, Says the Gemara, right, ultimately the reference to Nidui is not found in the Mishnah. The story is in the Mishnah, but the part about excommunication is in a brite. Says the Gemara, fine. Ultimately, we only found three places in the Mishnah. So, uh, where's the other uh, 21? Says the Gemara, says the Gemara, the Rabbeinu Levi was medamin Alsa. He used this kind of comparative method, and he would say, anytime there is a very sharp disagreement, and one and it's one yachid against the rabbim, against the, the everyone else, he assumes that there, that it ended up in neither. He assumes that it ended up in someone getting excommunicated. While Rabbenu uh, doesn't necessarily assume that was the case. I wonder what the others one the places are. Tan around. Right, so we said, excuse me. Those who carry, who are carrying the um, the, uh, the, the 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 deceased and the replacements. So, Baisa says we should not. You're not supposed to take out the mace, take out a dead body close to the time for Kriyishma. But if they got started, they shouldn't stop. It's not the case. Didn't Rav Yosef get taken out close to kriyashma And It sounds like. Uh, we see from there that uh, I know a bit, what, what, what happens you, you you're taking out a dead body close to Krishna you know basically that you're going to miss Krishna so but if you're not really supposed to do that why do they do it in the case of because it's different when it comes to an then we have to prioritize his burial as soon as possible so those who are before the uh, procession those are after people who are busy with hespin with uh, eulogies when the mace when the dead body is in front of them so what they should do is they should slip out one by one to recite Krishna when the time comes if the mace is not in front of them hey they sit and say Kriyishman. he the Ovel, should sit and be silent hey they're gonna get up and David and what he does is his job is to get up and say tzeduk hadin. He says, "I am master of the world. I have sinned greatly in front of you. And you have not even begun." In other words, I am entirely deserving of this bad thing that happened to me, and I deserve a lot more. Say, that you should seal up our breaches." And those of all of Kal Yisrael with mercy. We don't talk like that. That's no way to talk. You don't get up and say, boy, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I have a lot more of than this. That's no way to talk. That's not the way we, we address. HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You shouldn't open your mouth to the Satan. Don't make room for the accuser to accuse. Where's the source? I'm for this. Kemat Kestoyim HaYinu. Pasuk Nishai says that uh, he quotes the, uh, the the um, he quotes Chal Yisrael is saying, Kemat we, Kestoyim HaYinu. We were almost like Sidoim. Mayahad Elohu Navi. Shimu Devar Hashem Kitsinei Sidoim. The very next line, the prophecy begins. Shimu Devar Hashem Kitsinei Sidoim. Hear the words of Hashem, you nobles of Sidoim. By referring themso- to themselves by saying, oh, we're almost in a state like Sidoim. They brought upon themselves to be called uh to be actually compared in the nevuah in the prophecy, to people of Sudan. So don't do that. Covers Says the Gemari in Parak The Mishnah said that when uh, it, on the way back from the actual burial, so they form the Shura, they form this they make this formal thing where everyone wishes uh, tries to uh console the mourner. Right? So so the Gemara says, the Gemara says that, the, the Mishnah says, excuse me, that if they're able to, if they have time, they should try to recite Krishna. They should try to recite Kriyishma um, before they get to the Shura. So the implication is that they have to be able to recite the entire Kriyishma. If they could finish it. So, it seems like they shouldn't bother trying to recite part of it there's a brisa which really quotes the same halacha and says they should try to finish even one parak or one pasuk that's actually what we meant that's what we meant as well Actually I give They should indeed try to finish even one Pasuk or one parak. They should not limit themselves. They shouldn't say, Oh no, we need only only if we have five minutes for the whole Krishma um, should we try to say Krishma. So it's almost inevitable that you're gonna have time at least to say the first Pasuk. The mission has kind of a rough description of what it might look like. There are inner ones and outer ones, so the Gemara is going to sight a bright, so which kind of gives a bit of a clearer picture of what it might have looked like. Tanrach, Shura haroyah penima. There's one row that's going to see into the penima. Rashi says the halal hahekif, the gap which surrounds the mourner. So the the Shura that can see that empty space, so they are the ones who are pitura. It's that law. It's that row that is pater. That no, is exempt from Kriyeshma because they are face to face with the mourner. But the next, the the next row out around them, uh, they're not directly in contact with the mourner. They have to recite Kriyeshma. That's one halacha. Rabbi Yehuda is taking note of the fact that some people come to Leviyas because it's a big crowd. You see this in Jerusalem. Oh, what's everyone doing here? Oh, it's a Leviah. Okay, right? You know, people end up just kind of coming along mm-hmm. so <laughs> so um, so if you're there for the o says Obihu, then fair enough then you might be put Krishma but if you're just at the funeral because there's a big crowd and you're curious what's going on then you do not have the Victoria you or not part even if you find yourself in the inner circle close to the other okay I'm reviewing them very very interesting I'm way to climb big day if somebody finds shatnas in his clothes, you're wearing your clothing and you realize, oh my goodness, there's shatnas in my clothes. Paishtan, you remove them at once. shock Even if you're in the middle of the street, you have to rip, you have to pull your clothes off. My time. Why? How can we require such a thing? The Yomar says a chachma tivuna neged Hashem. There's nothing. There's no cleverness. There are no answers. You can't say, "Well, a Shvarchu," was embarrassing. If it's an avera, you gotta drop everything. You can't. Uh, you can't come up with stories. There are no. Doesn't mean chachma necessarily, as there's no wisdom. It means like they say, colloquial Israeli really chokmes. There's no. There are no. Don't be clever. Don't be clever in front of Hashem. So Kol makam sheish chal Hashem ein chok Kavad Whenever there is Chil HaShem, like you are committing an Aveira, and you know it, so Eichel can cover the Rav. You have to, uh, we don't. We no longer give covet, we no longer give honor to rabbis, right? We drop everything. And just because you are a rabbi, doesn't mean that you get to say, well, I can't be seen without my shirt on in the in the marketplace. You have to throw off the shirt. Meisfei, says the Gemma. Covers ha-meis, they bury a body v'chazru, v'chazru, and they're on their way back. V'lifneim Based drach. And on their way, in front of them, there are two paths. One of them is tahar, and one of them is Tahirah, one of them has a dead body somewhere along it. If the Mace, if the Avel, the Mourner, chooses the pure path, so of course they follow him. If he goes along the impure path, you should follow him there too, because of his... Right, it's 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 worth it because you're accompanying the avil, you're accompanying the mourner, you're doing the mitzvah of honoring and comforting the mourner. It says the Gemara, "Whoa, amai, ma'in ma'in Why don't you say I don't? I'm sorry, sorry. It's unfortunate that this unpleasant social situation has come about, but the mourner went down an impure path, and we're not going to follow him. That's that's the halacha. That's the halacha. We're not going to get ourselves impure." It says the Gemara, "Tir Gemara, Rabbi Abba be'Beis hapras. The halacha, the, the, the case is with a base press so What's a beis A The case we run into a few times in Shas where a dead body is at the uh, border or something of a field and gets plowed into it. So it's distributed throughout the field. Technically speaking, it should be kind of bottle. But the rabbonon make it atomic So a pras The rabbonon. The rabbonon says a person can blow a base In other words, he can carefully uh, part the the grass and watch his step and walk through Ve'amra Yehuda bar ash Mishmei De-Rav Ve'amra Yehuda bar says in the name of Rav the Beisap Pras Shnidas Tohar a Beisap Pras which has been um uh trampled is Tahar. so again these are just the kulas is the Beisap Pras the point is Zder Abanan and ultimately since Zder Rabbanan and be Makayim Kavid Habriyas we're going to be Mekel so let's get into that issue a little bit Tashma Ve'amra Blazabar Tzaddik Blazabar Tzaddik says Medaugen Hayinu Algabi aroyneshal mesim likras malchey We would leap over the aroyneshal mesim, the coffins of the dead, likras malchey in the direction of the kings of Israel. Now, Rabbi Zadik is a kohen, is a kohen, because his father Zadik was a kohen. Um, his father Reb Zadik was a kohen. It's a gemara back in Bukharius. So Elbazbar Tzedek says, or says, we would jump over the um, the coffins of the dead in order to see Machi Israel in order to bring honor to kings of Israel. In fact, it's not only to see the kings of Israel. In fact, we were trying to even see non-Jewish kings because perhaps we may merit to ultimately see Jewish kings. It sounds like somebody was asking last night, he said, hold on a second, what Jewish kings in the period of B'lazbar al-Tzaddik, there already hadn't been Jewish kings for generations? So it could be, I thought maybe that what's going on is, even though it's a funny formulation, B'lazbar tzaddik was saying, we ran to see non-Jewish kings. In other words, we would have run to see Jewish kings. And we ran to see non-Jewish kings because maybe we'll merit to see Jewish kings. And it's good to have a sense of what a non-Jewish king is, so we can appreciate a Jewish king. Why don't you say that there's nothing that ever excuses making yourself become tame? Who cares about giving honor to kings? What kind of nonsense is this? When it comes to Thomas oil, if there's a chalal tefach, if there's a gap of a hand's breadth, in between the dead body and the top of the oil of the tent, it's a chaitz tumah it's a chaitzitza, right? It it blocks the Tumah. It blocks the Tumah. She'ein b'chalal tefach, if you don't have a chalal tefach, e'ne chaitz b'fnei tumah it's not chaitz. Now, v'reva-reni she'eish b'chalal tefach, the vast majority of coffins have a gap of a hand's breadth between the dead body and the the top of the box. So therefore, v'gazol she'eish b'hem shem she'ein it's the only Tumah de'rabbona on those which do have this gap technically the should be absolutely tar. But um, but since there are some that do not, so there's a gezeira, the Rabbanon, that says that we treat them as Tammimid Rabbanon. And we should coven malachim the When it comes to Kov malachim, to the honor of kings, the Rabbanon never made this ghzeira. Their ghzeira does not extend to scenarios where uh, we are we have the competing Motive of the honor of kings. Tashma, kavod habriyos is supremely important to the point that it is doiche. It pushes off a loisa haasei shebat a lav a negative commandment in the Torah. Vamai, asks the Gemara, how can this be? Let us say, let us apply, apply the principle of ein chachm, ein ein that there are no chachmas, there's no shtick. Yeah, when it comes to mitzvah, you got to do the mitzvah. Or when it comes to an affair, you got to run away from the apair. who cares about covet hubrius. So Rav Bar Shavah says this funny statement. He says, oh, what we're referring to is the lav, the prohibition of loisosser. The Apostolic says, Al pi in reference to the Sanhedrin, whatever the Sanhedrin, whatever the Chachamim tell you is the halacha, loisoser, you know, right? You shouldn't Veer, you shouldn't stray from their ruling. So, everyone laughed at him. What are you talking about? You haven't, you haven't clarified anything because just because the rabbanon say something, it's you, you yourself are ag- agreeing that there's a love of loisaser, which is still a dai You haven't resolved anything. You just haven't resolved anything. So the Gemara says, When a great person says something, don't smirk. Your, your, uh, my older Shiva used to say, "Don't, don't parade your ignorance." That was one of his. Yeah, all you're doing with your laughing and your smirking is you're showing that you don't know very much. That's because you heard something you don't understand. It's a like human nature, a little, to scoff when we hear something that's uh, that just sounds strange. But a lot of times we inadvertently end up revealing that we don't know very much, right? He says, Allah They. Um, the, excuse me, I jumped down a line here uh, <speaking in Hebrew> what he meant to say was all the Rabbanans are tied in with Loi because when the Rabbanans say something there's a Lav in the title of Loi it says that you have to listen to them do not stray from what they command you but they themselves waive their command thus causing the lava of Loi to go away in scenarios where there is covered habrius or something of the sort. Okay, Tashma. Some examples of this halacha. mehem. The halacha is that uh, you're not supposed to ignore an aveda. You pat, you're walking in the street and you see an aveda, lost object. So seyo Right? You shouldn't. You shouldn't see uh, someone's livestock, his cow or sheep, wandering v'salamto mehem and ignore them. So the Gemara says the, the, the kind of ambiguous statement instead of don't be misalim don't ignore them so that kind of implies that there are scenarios where it's permissible to ignore an Aveda what would be the case say I'm a koin and the animals in a basic forest in a cemetery okay that's a no-brainer maybe I'm a big Tamil in and I can't be chasing your lost sheep uh, through the woods. Or I'm very uh, busy. I'm, I'm very busy with uh, very lucrative work. I am a brain surgeon on my lunch break, and I cannot be concerning myself with chasing after lost sheep. So, the Gemara says, oh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Uh, That's why the public says Why don't right? we say This is ridiculous You have to go do mitzvahs Who cares about you and your reputation Who cares about you and your advanced age it Says the Gemara. It says the Gemara It's actually right. The Gemara is saying The problem is that this is a Dairaisa You have a Khi of Dairaisa to return This is not Dindar Allah says, "Shani The G'mar says, It's different because there you have The Tirus specifically makes an allowance For people to say, I'm a little too elderly Or a little too chashev for this Says the Mar, fair enough, but let's extrapolate We should extrapolate to other cases um, From Aveda And apply this To say that, yes, yeah, you're very, you know, you don't have to be so busy Trying to make sure to get a luluf if you're very uh, respectable and dignified. We don't really extrapolate from mamoin. Aveda is a mamoin issue, it's a monetary, financial issue, and we don't extrapolate from mamoin to Isur. So we can't really apply it to other Isur. Tashma. Ule The Pasik says in reference to the Nazir whether to his father, his mother, his mother, his brother, or his sister, he's not allowed to become Tame. What, what what are we what's being added? We already said that he's not allowed to become Tame. So what are we adding by by uh, listing his family members? So what are we adding with La somebody was going to slaughter his Pesach his carbon Pesach Or to give a milah to his son and he hears that somebody in his family died you might think even though it's an hour to the and he's going to the Reis HaMikdash to bring his carbon Pesach you might think you know what he should turn around and go be part of the Leviat proceedings he's not supposed to he's not supposed to <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, in other words the <laughs> We take the reference to Nazir and we transit it over to Carbon Passach because it's not needed in reference to Nazir. So we say uh, we apply the the, um, the principle of, of uh, and we use it for the reference. We use it in reference to Carbon uh, Passach. Rashi just points out um, at the very bottom of the page, the lomel as bonoin nami mitzvahs koreshu. Um, the mila, the, 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 a failure to give a mila on day eight, is carries karei. So therefore, you might think, you know what? Let me delay the bris, and go back and deal with the levaya. Of course, you don't do that. Okay, you do the bris first. Yeah, you could also get someone out. <laughs> yeah, and make sure and you make sure the bris happens. So, oh, so you might think that with all this and all these scenarios, you should not, um, you should not change your plans for a meis mitzvah. For a meis mitzvah, it's for a sister who metame. The Nazir, the Nazir, avon metamehulam meis mitzvah. The Nazir is allowed to be metame for a meis mitzvah. That's covered abrius, an unburied body, and no one's taken care of. That's covered abrius, and it's doicha devar Torah. So I might. How are we pushing off the matter of the Torah with this uh, matter of, of Torah law with the idea of Kavar HaPrius? It says the Gemara, Shani Hasan, Dechsib Ula Achaisa. That is a Pasik in the Torah, Dechsib Ula Achaisa. The Ligmar Let us learn out from there, let us extrapolate. It says the Gemara, Sheval Tasishani. One thing to talk about passively not doing a mitzvah, or passively even violating an Avera. But to say that you can get up and do an Avera, be a daim, actively, because of covered Abrias, that much we are not going to say.